another podcast with Sheffield Wednesday at the top of the table here on the Owls AmeriCast. Sheffield Wednesday, opinion with an American accent. Clear, top of the table. You can look at it. It's right there. Top, don't ask anything else about what's going on. Top of the table, Sheffield Wednesday. I'm your host in suburban Utah, Jeffrey Paternostro. A little bit harried this evening under the gun for the show. Also, it snowed all day Monday and Tuesday. It's going to be in the 60s this weekend. Uh, I have no beer. That's not true. I have an Imperial Black Lager. I will not be drinking a 10% beer on this podcast. I still have stuff to do. So I went for a cocktail for all seasons. A teaspoon, bar spoon of two-to-one rich Demerara simple syrup. A couple dashes of a local charred cedar and currant bitters. A healthy pour of Evan Williams bottled and bond couple of ice cubes. Uh, it's an old-fashioned. The one thing I did do, a trick, a bartender friend of mine sent me a article about this. Um, I put a little bit of sushi rice in the mixing glass and stirred it with the sushi rice, which supposedly gives it a little bit. It sort of uh, balances out, I guess, the cocktail. Tames some of the bitter notes, gives it a little bit more uh, unctuousness, I guess. So I started doing that for my uh, Old fashions in Manhattan's. It's better for like sour drinks, I guess. But anyway, uh, it tastes slightly better than a regular old fashioned. A man that had his fair share of liquor last weekend in New England. It's our New England owl, Justin Disorder. Justin, what are you drinking? Uh, I did, Jeff. Uh, good to see you. Um, and I am still reeling from it a little bit. So I'm drinking a. Polar, uh, 100% natural seltzer, mm-hmm. uh, lime flavor. I uh, I am almost positive that I will, uh, per tradition, end my evening with a couple fingers of some uh, nice añejo tequila uh, to settle things down at the end. But I too am fairly harried and have a bunch of shit to do. So I cannot uh, get. The, I can. The water I can find a polar out here, but it's very difficult and inconsistent, which is very disappointing to me. Yeah, it's a it's a very New England uh, yeah. New England thing. This appears to be a Lacroix town, which does not thrill me. But no, they have one no. that I like. It's like their cucumber plum or something is all right. I don't mind that one, but um, yeah. yeah, you've already lost me. Just give yeah. me a plain plain lime and uh, I like the, I actually do. I actually do like the cranberry lime. If I'm gonna, you want. fair enough. Anyway, another episode of the Owls AmeriCast for your first place Owls. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll, re- we'll review the the game at the weekend. Uh, we will. Uh, I was hoping we'll review the meetup. Uh, Patty promised me audio, and then I think Sunday evening I got a message in the WhatsApp group. Oh yes, uh, oh yeah, Jeffrey, I didn't get any audio, uh, and I was following along in the WhatsApp group for Charleston, so I kind of figured Patty had not gotten me any audio based on the on the goings-on. <laughs> he has a lot of uh, people singing on buses, I guess. We were all singing on buses. We were all singing on buses, yeah. Uh, we, not maybe singing so much during the match, but regardless, we'll review it, cover the Wednesday news such as it is, and preview Oxford and Accrington. We'll start with a 1-1 draw. Uh, who the fuck did they even play? Cambridge? Morecambe? Uh- Lincoln Red Lincoln, Imps. Lincoln, Lincoln, oh, the Imps. Lincoln right. City. Yeah, that's how it, uh, how it goes. I got off to a good start, all in all, uh, leading up to the 
to the Michael Smith header, but great start. Yeah, my my word is WTF. Like, what is actually happening here? I know we talked about this sort of towards the end of their unbeaten run. They were kind of, I don't want to say riding their luck, but they were not scoring prolifically. And they were relying on just being able to play tight and see out games. And the, the defense has been a little shaky. You know, Stockdale's been a little shaky. They've They've moved things around at the back, and they just don't seem particularly solid. And now they can't find the goals. So that's becoming kind of a, again, seems that, you know, Lincoln City played, I think, about how you would have expected. And they didn't really press them either, especially early. They had time on the ball and just had opportunities again and, and could not convert. It's starting to get a little annoying, honestly. It's remarkably annoying. Um, almost as annoying as everybody trying to be positive after the game by saying we're in first when uh, we have three teams behind us that uh, now play more games than us. We mm-hmm. have lost our own and are in far better form of our than uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Too. yeah. And you know, here's the thing with this game. I mean, I, it, it was nice. I, I don't always get to watch the game with a bunch of other Wednesday fans. My son is uh, very astute uh, for a 10 year old, uh, but is still a 10 year old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be able to watch, uh, had a really nice time watching with a couple different people, uh, old friends and new. Um, the bar setup was really nice. Tommy did a great job all weekend. But as far as the game went, we completely dominated that game uh, from the start right up until their goal, which was right around the half-hour mark. It yeah. was uh, the 28-minute mark. And as soon as they scored, uh, we just stopped moving off the ball and and i really thought that that was the issue when we were moving early we were you know we were all over them because every time we made a pass it was followed by a run and every time we made a pass somebody else moved into space and you know we really were getting the balls out wide getting them up deep getting them in and after they scored we really especially our wingbacks really pulled back and we did not offer much honestly until what the last six minutes or whatever it was and uh you know obviously out of time was stupid we clearly should have walked away with three points um we didn't i mean we outpossessed them two-thirds to one-third we had uh, four times as many shots we completed uh you know 33 percent more passes we won more balls in the air uh you know we just kind of did everything except put the ball in the back of the net. And it, it really looked like we have hit the wall on our injuries and who we can bring in. Yeah, um, I mean, that's just, they haven't found the, the right midfield combination yet. They tried Reese James there, which I think worked okay. At least there was, I think some energy. Um, I, I, w- I would go back to that yeah. Um, because yeah, early, especially he was, he was moving well. Um, and then they just got real stagnant. Yeah, um, but even so, when you look at that bench, um, there was nobody on that bench. They, I mean, it was Wilkes, but they don't. Yeah, they like, they have no with you know with Windass hurt. They have no real right. attacking options to move. And Patterson as well. They can't really, you know, offer more of a of a. I guess they they do it a couple different ways of a four three three or a. Yeah, they kind of they, they took or... Wilkes. I mean, uh, who did Wilkes come in for? Wilkes came in for 
Wilkes was playing uh, right wing back, wasn't he, I think? Yeah, they pushed Palmer. So he must have yeah. come in for Iorfa. They pushed Palmer into the... Uh, yeah, Wilkes came in for Iorfa in the 61st. They pushed Palmer back, pushed Wilkes back up, and then uh, uh, Denneran came in for James in the 82nd, and, and he really kind of pushed up almost into that number 10 role. It looked like he was he was sitting there and we were playing, you know, almost like a 4-2-4 at that point. But, you know, too too little too late, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, just, uh, you know, one of those games where we, we didn't get that second goal. We weren't able to take care of our, our business. We, we made, uh, you know, Gave up a, a goal. It wasn't terrible, but, you know, I would have liked, you know, a little better defending. It was one of those goals where a man was given the space to run through in through the midfield into a dangerous shooting position. Um, you know, and then obviously a rebound and, you know, everybody, including the members of the team, sat there completely shocked. Yeah, and they didn't really have the reaction this time they've had in some of these other games either. I don't know what that is. Again, it's a long fixture schedule. They've started to get some injuries. It is an older squad, uh, especially with Byers and Windass unavailable. So I guess I do wonder a little bit about that. But these are still teams they should be able to see out 1-0 wins against. And we've seen several times they've just not been able to do it. Even with this lineup, yeah, um, yes, this yeah, lineup. no, they, they they went completely flat, um, and again, that lasted for the next you know fifty five <laughs> odd minutes or so. I mean, they had a few chances. Aiden Flint uh, again with a header he really should put away, but well, we had a few of those, and then, yeah. yeah, that last that last couple sequences was I have no idea. Their, their goalkeeper made a couple really nice yeah. saves. Um, I thought he was good with his ball at his feet too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we just couldn't, just couldn't get it done. It's so frustrating. Again, I, like I said, everybody was very, mm-hmm. wanted to be cheerful. Uh, I think especially given that, uh, you know, it was a national meetup and everybody yeah. really wanted to have fun, but I know, man, it took me, took me a couple hours to, to how many of, stops on the beer bus did it take you to, uh, <laughs> uh the second one, mm-hmm. I rolled into the second place and found a foosball table, there turned around. Paul Owen was standing there. Him and I, uh, uh, you know, spun spun some foosball for a little mm-hmm. bit, and that, that snapped me right back into a well, uh, The thing about following mood. this team is you kind of can't let the games ruin your weekend because that's just too many. You don't have that many weekends in your life. You got to enjoy them. <laughs> Yeah, that's all they fucking do, though. Thank yeah. God, uh, thank God, I was down uh, in South Carolina. Was able to uh, yeah. have some distractions at hand, yeah. you know. What What do you do after a turgid one-one draw in Nova Scotia? Maybe we'll find out next year. I hope so. I hope so. Because <laughs> I ain't fucking hosting this. There were some. There, I, I, I feel like James may have misled. Like he put a poll up, but the the chatter in the actual replies were we're leaning las vegas from what i was reading so i i would do that as well i uh we we had another uh boston owl there Mm. a uh more recent addition uh lovely chap named graham uh i got along swimmingly with him he's a really good dude 
but him and I right away as soon as the Boston last talk week, of Boston, Boston last came weekend out, in March is not. Yeah, no, we uh, <laughs> so we're going to do everything in our power to yeah. not host this uh, yeah. next year. Um, so we'll see. The, the mood on the ground was Nova Scotia, but uh, Vegas makes sense. We're just not going to Florida. Sorry, Craig and Louise. Did you make it to brunch? Oh, you didn't make it to brunch. I said, you get your sunglasses back. Those weren't mine. Those were lesser Justin's sunglasses. Oh, I forgot there's more, uh, more than one job. It was very confusing. Yes, it was. Um, and to be honest, I was kind of insulted that uh, anybody thought that those were my sunglasses. Anybody <laughs> who has met me knows I'm not going to wear sunglasses of that particular mm -hmm. frame. Um, far too fancy for me. Um, no, that was a friend of Paul's who came out and visited. It was a lovely chap, but uh, the very first night we hung out at Tommy and Laura's house, uh, he made a few remarks that the ladies didn't appreciate, and they immediately dubbed him Lesser Justin, which I, of <laughs> course, appreciated. Uh, what were the other highlights of the uh, weekend for you? Um, I mean, really, just the whole thing was a great time, you know, to, to do that, uh, hung out with Tommy and uh, Laura, one of Laura's friends, Laura's mother. <laughs> Uh, and then Paul Owen and his friend, we had a, a fabulous time. Um, uh, and then Friday was nice for me personally. I, I got to kind of bounce around a little bit. I hung out with Tommy, met up with Jamie. Uh, then Jamie and I went and met up, walked around the city a bit, met up with Paul and Lester Justin. Demi showed up, you know, we all kind of wandered over to, it was funny. We, the only part about the whole weekend that felt a little inauthentic was the, fancy rooftop i have bar. a question about that okay but yeah, besides that um regardless of them screwing up and forgetting your reservation like fair enough, like that <laughs> that's dumb but that like happens i guess how are you a bar and you don't have draft beer on a friday night i just like how does, it, how does that happen i don't know well it wasn't it was weird it was it was it was really like a yeah. fancy looking place and again yeah. it was it felt a little inauthentic mm. because it was not New York and because right. it was Tommy who Tommy's a pretty salt of the earth guy. So, I mean, you can have you like know. nice cocktails in a number of, uh, environment. Like we went to the, obviously went to the dead rabbit before, but that's very much a sure. New York. Yeah. Again, bar. yeah. A, yeah this, this was bar. not, like I know it's the financial district, forced. but yeah. Yeah. This felt forced and I was kind of glad it didn't work out because we definitely, yeah. You know, it's one of those places you walk into and, and the record scratched, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like, holy shit. Look at these guys. No draft of course, some is just of us, like incredible to me, but oh, some of us were ready to go uh, yeah. instantly. And when we found out we were leaving, we said, uh, well, the funny thing that that was perfect. kind of like a little bit of, I think, a re reaction. When we walked into the rooftop bar in in New York. It's like the inside is kind of swanky, right? Yes. Yeah. Then you get outside. This was the same had, thing. Yeah. No igloos were uh, necessary, I suppose, given the temperature. But no, no, it was uh, <laughs> really nice. Shorts and t-shirts all mm. weekend. It was uh, what a what a break. And we ended up at this fucking absolute disgusting piss hole of a dive bar. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I love I love dive bars, yeah. but even this place was uh, a little much. After uh, after a few hours, I snuck out to get some quiet sushi at one point, mm -hmm. and when I came back, there was a line of about. 70 college students outside <laughs> desperate to get into this bar so it was a strange it was a strange place um but yeah and then the next day was uh off to north charleston to madra rua 
staff there was great. Food was good. Beers were good. Uh, the setup was great. And then off to the trolley tour, which I, oh, I, I'm having trouble remembering, but I believe we hit seven <laughs> of the 11. Yeah, it doesn't stops. actually. At a certain point, it doesn't matter, right? No, it doesn't. And it was a lot of singing songs about the bus and the bus driver and the Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> it's actually cool. It was a cool setup because each of the sort of breweries you went to had a completely different vibe. Mm -hmm. The first one was a very like steampunk, you know, minimalist yeah. uh, thing. And the next one was like a barbecue. They had, uh, you know, you could play, uh, throw bags out outside, play some cornhole. Uh, shots of pool then the next place had like a spring break vibe to it and you know each place there was a euro dance club uh, <laughs> yeah, sure why not it yeah was, yeah no uh, actually the dj was really good I, I gotta give credit where it's due but yeah we just sort of kept piling in and driving around and they dump us out and everybody drink and sing and shout and then we pile us back in and you know i'm, I'm sure we made quite an impression <laughs> More so than the football, certainly. So on that note, yeah. we'll take a break. Come back, cover the Wednesday news, and, and as we do, preview two more fixtures. Now it's time for some Wednesday news. The Wednesday news is Lee Gregory Player of the Month. Sure, you scored some goals. Well, it's been good to get him back on form. Has, I thought he yeah. was going to have a couple last game. Uh, we're going to need it. Yeah, down the stretch. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just <laughs> you got to win three points, and they're not winning three points. It's a little bit of a problem. Uh, I don't yeah, have like it's, a little bit. So, like the thing is, like it's tough to have over. Like, there's no I guess, overarching concerns. I guess they're just not playing well like i don't think there's look if they don't go, if they go in the playoffs and lose in the playoffs there's gonna be more and more out calls and that's you know bare as far as it goes right you know, we said at the beginning of the year they got to go up one way or the other but i just i don't i mean you can look at it this way i guess right we found at the beginning of the season they had a very deep squad especially in the midfield and those players have not come, a lot of the players just have not come in and done a job for the for the team. And you gotta look at and you have to look at recruitment, you have to look at coaching, you have to look at, you know, the fit and everything else. So that that does come into play here, I think, to an extent. And well they, and, the injury know, issues got, the injury issues have not been that bad. Um No, but you got some weird like Backinson's in bad form. He's yeah. not a bad player, but he just maybe he's not a guy who fits in with a midfield three. Yeah. You've got the whole Fizz situation, which I never like to believe stuff like this because it always sounds, you know, like made up, mm -hmm. <laughs> to be honest. But, you know, somebody who I know has some connections with the club I talked to this weekend is 100% convinced that Fizz's head is turned and he's just playing yeah. out this season, trying not to get hurt so he can uh, sign a big deal. Um you know, you got that. Uh, Denneran has never really quite found the right yeah. spot or mix. I mean, he did in September. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly uh, shown flashes, but yeah. the consistency so hasn't there's been there's your midfield depth. Yeah. You know. Um, I, I didn't mind James in midfield. I, I think we probably 
you kind of have to go with that again because we're not. And you can look at the back line. Back. You can look at the back line injuries, but they also weren't. They weren't conceding goals during that. I mean, when you went, when you don't lose in twenty three games, you're generally speaking not conceding goals. And again, like outside of the Barnsley game, there, it's the Dentsman conceding like two goals or one goal and no goal basically because they're not they're not putting it in those those one nil games become one one pretty quickly as we've seen yeah yeah and we're not we're not getting buyers back it, it really looks like uh the recent update from more suggested yeah. he's probably I mean, it looked bad when year. it was done yeah uh, which is a, it's gonna be a problem it's gonna be a huge problem unless they unless they figure something out um you know, Windass is, you know, really, who knows? I mean, look, if you're uh, not in training at this point, there's only three, four weeks left in the season. So I don't know. Uh, like, Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's not much. They've got to figure out how to do it with, uh, yeah. with this current squad. They have seven games, right? Yeah. 39 played. So seven games left. Um, you know, again, that's, it's huge that Gregory's, um, starting to score uh be nice to get somebody else chipping in right now a smith it was nice to see him score i think he'd been on the schneid uh but they're not you know they're not getting back you know windass is not coming back either of these next two games yeah. you know they've got to got to find scoring from from somewhere um it's it's pretty worrisome well the push starts this friday on espn plus Against Oxford. Take it away, Justin. Um, we are playing Oxford United. Um, I believe I have, I have already made an error. Uh, <laughs> the very first thing I fucking look at, I told you. I think uh, I will say it for it's, you. It's at Oxford. Okay. It is at Oxford, it, yeah. Uh, this is like on the, some level my least favorite team to play in this division. Well, you'll be happy to know they part of the reason they were the least favorite team is because they had Carl Robinson. Yes. Who, yeah. Well, Carl Robinson was fired on February twenty sixth. I mean, it's a lot and, of it. Feels like every second preview we do for a lot of these teams is that their manager was fired because you know it's bottom half teams. That's what happens, I suppose. In League One, I mean, isn't Moore one of the longest tenured managers so, in this yeah. division? You know, especially now is, that uh, uh, Kara Thainsworth is off to QPR. Yeah, yeah, I think that might have really bumped him up. So uh, I tell you who took over for uh, Carl Robinson is Liam Manning. Is he a um, young, uh, tactically progressive manager that is? Uh, he was the manager under... of MK Dons. Yeah, he yeah. was the manager of MK Dons. Uh, <laughs> huge on possession. Yeah, yeah. Uh, made Scott Twine a superstar. Yeah. Um, real, real big uh, name there. He's only been here for two games. Yeah. Uh, they've both been draws. Um, he's uh, switched up a little. Is using a, a double pivot, um, and you know we're not really sure. I, I assume that they're trying to play the way Liam Manning likes to play: uh, heavy on the possession, progressive passing, move the ball third of the uh, up through the thirds up the field. But you know, again, they only got two draws under him. Their form is terrible. They're in twenty second. Mm-hmm. Um, they had four losses in a row prior to those two draws. Overall, um, you know, for a team in 22nd or in 20th, rather, um, you know, they're a minus 10 goal difference, which isn't good. But everybody around them is like minus 25, minus 30. They're really not 
they should have they should have uh, been better than they have this year, but they're not, and they're going to be scrapping for their lives. We uh, we had a zero zero post World Cup malaise draw with them, uh, I believe, back in November. Um, and even though we are going to Oxford uh, to see a familiar manager once again, uh, we need three points here. There's really you know, they've got uh, their leading scorer is uh, one of their double pivot guys. Um, and and they do have uh, Josh Murphy, the lesser of the Murphy twins, which is always worth remembering. But, yeah, go to go to Oxford, uh, smash the U's and, uh, you know, take three points uh, into the weekend. I don't think anything else is acceptable at this point. Yeah, and the same goes for Akron and Stanley at midweek. Uh, not midweek, I believe Monday. Well, it's it's Friday, a, it's Monday. A little, rap, the, yeah, uh, a little, little wrap around. They have a bank holiday. Now, yeah. the Oxford situation, we should go there. We should beat them. We're better than them. Uh, the Akron and Stanley situation is inexcusable. They're in 21st, but they are, they're dash 33. It's the second worst goal difference in the division. Um, they're terrible on the road. They're dead last in the form table. Yeah, these teams being um, bad and now having to fight for uh, to stay up is not great. No, it is not. Um, I said we, a couple we weeks ago, them. like all these teams are like seventeenth and eighteenth. It'll be fine. And then, yeah. Well, and that's the problem. These teams in yeah. you know fourteenth, sixteenth have been a problem, um, and mm. they're not the ones we think should be working uh, hard. Now we've got two teams who should, by all accounts, be desperate to get out uh acton stanley is one point behind oxford mm. as it stands um we, we beat them one nothing uh at the wham stadium in <laughs> november uh an alex Mighton goal which i kind of laughed i was like i forgot about alex Mighton. i have no memory of this <laughs> yeah i actually kind of do because i think it's the only thing alex might never did for us mm-hmm. um you do have to just very quickly remember that Accrington Stanley is the uh, who are they uh, yes. milk ad. Uh, please search it out, uh, Americans, if you don't remember. Um, this team has not fired their manager somehow. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, John Coleman, who, uh, but again, John Coleman is known for being very positive, jovial, mm-hmm. and quotable. So maybe he's worth uh, maybe he's worth keeping around. Uh, they they used to play a they played a four one four one most of the season uh, recently last a couple months switched to three at the back and you know obviously that's not working very well for them um, not a ton of names to really keep an eye out for either um, uh, you know we played them a couple times if you know Sean McConville uh, out wide uh, Tommy Lee is sort of their number 10 they have Sean Whaley and uh, Karete Adedoyan up front but you know I mean these are guys with two goals with two assists on the season. I mean, for fuck's sake, this team is minus 33. They've given up 63 goals. We're at home at Hillsborough. There's, once again, zero excuse to not smash them. And I don't care if it is out of form Tyrese Backinson in there or if it is Dennis Adenarin playing behind a striker. Like, we, we have to be able to score and beat these teams. Otherwise, 
as the horrible, sickening consensus was this weekend, we're going to fucking lose to Barnsley at Wembley and never hear the end of that. The only thing I want, like I said this like months ago, I just, I don't want it to come down to the last game of the season at home against Darby and fucking is. (laughs) (laughs) It it might, I know, just, just brutal. I mean, we got to, I'm not quite ready to look at sort of all the schedules and everything else. No, Maybe I'm not either. This weekend. Yeah, after, after these this two, weekend, yes, be worth Because everybody's playing two. Now yep. you're down to five games left. We can see. I know Barnsley. No, I'm sorry. Ips. I think maybe Barnsley and Ipswich have to play each other. I believe so they do, yeah. That's a little something there. And Plymouth actually has a couple tough games, and they're not in the best of form. And they got fucking embarrassed this past weekend. Um, not that anybody cares about the pizza cup, but you definitely don't want to lose it four nil at Wembley. That's no. for sure. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. We said, I said at the beginning off air to you, this is a fucking repeat and rinse episode. Yeah. Uh, I wish I did. Speaking of the pizza cup, I wish Wednesday. I did know about Colorado style pizza when we were actually doing the pizza cup, uh, <laughs> which I just found out about uh, a couple of days ago. because I was watching the Rockies game, which I get out here on my cable. So yeah, they had a local Colorado pizza place. I heard they like Bojo's or something. I'm a Colorado style pizza. I'm like, what in the world? What in the world is Colorado style pizza? Uh, it was it, interesting. It's it's a little that you you buy it by the pound, which I'm sure is just like a. Like Somebody else like, we looked at. You did too, I believe. They yeah. like you order a a weight and they cut you off squares or whatever. Yeah, or something but, like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it just it so it kind of looks like deep dish, but I don't believe it's actually deep dish. The crust is just huge, and I guess the selling point is that you can. They actually say you can you can have the crust for dessert. You're supposed to dip it in honey. Oh, it's just like pizza crust. Like, so I guess that. it's like a you can get either like a honey wheat crust or an agave crust. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that, um, but yeah. Otherwise, like I, I assume it's it's not like thin crust, and they do load it up with toppings. But I don't not think it is deep dish. It's just has a giant crust, and and a lot of a uh, thick layer of toppings. I actually do recommend anybody look it up uh, if you are the slightest bit interested in our uh, pizza discussions, <laughs> uh, Colorado style pizza. It's, yeah, I would try it. Certainly, I would try. I'm curious. Yeah, shit. I don't think I can get it out here. I think the only, the the well regarded pizza place downtown is uh, Detroit style, which I'm not a. I'm not, I, I don't, I never had like true Detroit style pizza, but I've had like the thicker square cut. Oh, you know, it's not, I don't think it's that dissimilar from like Greek style, but anyway, this is, oh, God, if we have to cover the fucking pizza cup again. Anyway, this is episode 211 <laughs> of the Owls of Cast. You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Email the show to owlsamericas at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at owlsamericas. Our podcast intro and bumpers are fellow Wednesday I traveled to the makers. The podcast is on iTunes, Google, blah, blah, blah. I mean, where you're listening to the show, you know where to get it. Wherever you get the Owls Americast, we ask that you rate and view the show. It's more Wednesdays. Find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter at New England Owls. Justin, did you make it to brunch on Sunday? Um, I didn't because I had a oh, had uh, early flight, yeah. pretty early flight. Yeah. Um, no, that would have been nice yeah. uh, had, I, had I sort of had the opportunity to um you know spend an extra day they looked uh looked like a pretty relaxing day i was up early harried and uh trying to get to the airport so maybe not the uh maybe not the best uh you know a nice uh, about 
10 hours of travel over the course of the day. So, uh, but hey, well, well worth it. And uh, wherever next year's is, uh, not Boston, really looking forward to uh, going. I'm on Twitter at Jeff Paternostro. I'll see you in Nova Scotia next year and back on the podcast next week.